Now just raise your hands to heaven. Father, I thank you that that same wind that came on the day of Pentecost will come blowing through in this auditorium tonight. Father, blow out every adversity of the enemy. Everything that the enemy is trying to do will not stand. It will not stand. I said it will not stand. Because when the wind of heaven comes and blows, it's a violent wind. It's a mighty rushing wind that comes and ignites and blows out every dross, everything that is still lying dormant, it comes to blow it out. It comes to blow it away. And Father, I thank you right now that that wind, that holy wind, is even picking up momentum and speed in this place. And I thank you right now that the wind of heaven will touch, will anoint will fill up to overflow like they've never seen before in this place. And if you believe it, give Him a shout of victory. Come on. Give Him a shout of praise. Hallelujah! Now, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go with me to Matthew 3, verse 11 onwards. Matthew 3, from verse 11 onwards. And I'm going to talk about the fire of the Holy Ghost. Because without the fire, you just, I'm going to say this to you, without the fire, you're just a nominal Christian. You're just a religious Christian. Many people don't like the fire. Because when, when you get the fire, how many of you know when the fire comes in the place, the cockroaches come out? Whenever there's heat, there's cockroaches. That's why people don't have to worry about cockroaches in the winter because it's cold. They don't breed in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the coldness. They only breed when there's heat. Are you with me? Cockroaches come out. S snakes come out when there's heat. They hide away when there's winter. Amen. But when the fire of the Holy Ghost comes on an individual... And when the fire of God comes into a place, cockroaches come out. Stuff that was never there comes out. Because that's what the fire of God does. It comes to burn away. Listen, you can make a decision this morning, are you going to be a religious Christian? Because there's some people, they want a bit of a thing, but they just go back to religion. Somebody said, what's this morning about? It's to get every ounce of religion out of you. Because while you still remain religious, you'll never get the fullness of God. 
There are many people that come out of a denomination, but the denomination never came out of them. So you actually have to pray like this, denomination, not the devil, denomination, come out of him. Are you with me? And some people, you actually have to, you actually have to cast them out of the devil. You actually have to cast some people out of the devil. Amen. Johnny, come out of the devil. In Jesus' name. Are you with me? You have to understand that. You, you'll never get the fullness of God if you don't let go of every religious and traditional spirit. Because God's not religious. He never has been, never will be. Always goes against the grain. God always does things unconventional. If you're going to get the fullness of God. Somebody said, what are you talking about? We all grew up like that. I grew up like that. Amen. I'll never forget. I thought these people, the first time they took me into a Holy Ghost service as a religious Christian. Now, mind you, growing up, we, I always saw that. But I mean, uh, after the, you know, I'm even not talking after the years, you, you, you get accustomed to a certain way of thing. Now they bring you, after years, because as a small boy you experience that, but now you've missed it. Now you, they bring you back into that environment. You think the people on drugs. You know what I'm saying? You're thinking, what's happening? I mean, this is not normal. Are you with me? Why is people so excited about Jesus? Why is people putting their hands up? I'm going to say this to you this morning. The reason why people lose their, the reason why people lose their excitement and their fervency because there's a fire that has been quenched. You can see it on some people. They were excited about the Lord. Something happened. I'm just going to tell you, they get, they, people get involved with the, with the struggles of life. And I'm telling you, if you are more angry because you don't have money, because you don't whatever, then that's your God. Because if you only keep your walk on fire with the Lord, God will actually bring everything to you. You just have to keep your eyes on Jesus. You just have to keep your eyes on the Holy Ghost. And God will bring every need and every desire and everything to you. Just make sure that your heart is burning with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Are you with me? People, they, they lose their passion and their zeal for God because things are not going the way they're supposed to go. Yeah, yeah, pastor, you don't understand, you know. We didn't have any food, we didn't have any money. Well, I'll show you a bunch of people out in Africa. They didn't even have a place to stay. But they are, when they get into the, into the things of the, of the Lord, they are more excited. Are you with me? There's people right now, they're getting persecuted for their faith. Their heads could be chopped off at any time. And you know what? While the people are busy chopping their heads off, they're dancing and saying, oh, what a glorious day it's going to be when I go to be with Jesus. Are you with me? So I'm talking about the fire of the Holy Ghost. Because there is a distinction. John the Baptist said it here. There is a distinction between the Holy Ghost and fire. It's the ant fire. It's the Pentecostal Holy Ghost revival fire that a believer needs. You cannot serve God without the fire. I'm just going to tell you as it is. You cannot serve God without the fire. You can try, you can just be religious, and there's many people that are just religious, oh, whatever, but it's the end with fire. I said it's the end with fire that ignites a believer. It's like a V8 engine that is standing in the garage, a V12 standing in the garage, and if you never start that thing, you'll never actually know what's on the inside of it. Or you can tell people all your life, I've got a V12 in my garage. Yeah, but they start the thing and ride it. They just see what it's made of. There's a lot of V12s here in this auditorium today. I'm telling you, there's a lot of powerhouses in this thing. But all it needs is an ignition. All it needs is a fire. Are you with me? I've never been the same since the day I got baptized in the Holy Ghost and fire. Never ever. You could never ever ask me to be who I am today without it. Amen. Couldn't speak in front of people, stuttered, you know, you freeze up. You, you, but how many of you know when that, when that anointing, when that fire from on high comes on you, when it sits on you, when it rests upon you, amen, and you don't need anybody else's flame because God has given you a flame 
just for you. Are you with me? So the Bible says, John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. And that's why I'm going to tell you right now, the, the scripture says here, I'm not doing anything. Who's, people are more cross for Jesus than anybody. These denominations today, if you told them, if they, say they, don't, they don't actually read the scripture. If you told them, why is these people speaking in tongues? Why is these people jumping around? And we, ain't nothing to do with me. John the Baptist told you who's doing it. He just told you, yeah, he says there comes one after me. Who's he? His name is Yeshua. His name is Jesus Christ. He says there's one coming after me whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. But he said, he, who's he? Jesus, he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. So it's got nothing to do with the preacher. It's got nothing to do with the, person's, uh, the preacher's personality. It's got nothing to do with Benny Hinn. Whether he's Benny Hinn or whether he's Benny Hindrance or whether he's Benny Vin or Benny Pin or whatever. It's got nothing to do with him. It's got nothing to do with Rodney Howard Brown, Rodney Howard Purple, Rodney Howard Black. It's got nothing to do with those people. It's got everything to do that Jesus said in his word, he's the baptizer of the Holy Ghost and with fire. Amen. You, you, you have to understand that that's, that's the pattern for the church. You have to be baptized just as you get baptized with water. Amen. And when you baptize somebody with water, it's not a sprinkle. Amen. You, there's no such thing in the Word of God where we sprinkle people's heads with water. That's not the Word of God. That's not even, that's not even what the word baptism means. You don't sprinkle somebody's a person with water and say, I baptize you. That's not what baptism means. The word baptism in the Greek means to immerse, to submerse. It's the word baptizo, which means to fully submerse yourself from the crown of the head to the soles of your feet. That's what the word baptism means. When somebody baptizes you, they put you from the head to the feet. Every part of the body has to be immersed with water. Therefore, he says, I'm taking the same word, but now I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Every part of your body has to be on fire. Come on. I said every part of your body has to be on fire. Not only your mouth, but your head. Even your hair. He said, I don't have any hair. Even the bull thing on you think that's going to be baptized with the Holy Ghost on fire. Amen. Are you with me? With the Holy Ghost and with fire. I said with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody say with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody say with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on, say it again. Say with the Holy Ghost and with fire. It's the end with fire that's the dangerous thing. I said it's the end with fire. There are many people that baptize in the Holy Ghost, but they're not with the fire. You can see it. Because when, you, when, when the fire of the Holy Ghost starts to get a hold of you, listen to me, when the fire of revival starts to get a hold of you, there's a different Christian. They call you a radical. They call you, they say, it's a zirechta buoni. Hulle is in die kerk sondagochtend, hulle is in die kerk sondagavond, daar is nie iets, hulle praat in ander tale. We were in the scouts hall years ago, and the, the, the neighbors came out and said, why do you pray in different languages? I said, it's got nothing to do with you. I said, who are you? I said, I'm talking to God. He said, what are you talking about? The Bible says, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God and speaks mysteries unto God. I don't really care what you're saying. You're religious. Devil, get out of my way. Cabra, Sibru, Nabrinda, Masibru, Nindanamandaya. Come on. When, you, when the fire of God starts to come on you, when He starts to immerse you, you are different from the rest. You are cut out from the rest. You're not religious. Come on. There's something that happens on the inside of you. There's a fire. That's like the prophet of old said. It's like a fire shut up in my bones. Come on, there's something on the inside of you. You cannot rest. You have to win a soul. You have to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. Something happens with an individual that is on fire. Amen. So you can call yourself Pentecost. And Pentecost is not Pungster, where people dribble and jack. That happens in Pungster. People think that's Pungster, where people come and dance and sing 
Afrikaans korkies. That's not pungster. That's part of it. Pungster is an upper room experience with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Come on. And people get ignited. They are passionate. They win souls. They go into the highways and the byways and they're on fire behind the closed door. They're on fire. Come on. Pray. Unknown tongues is coming out of them. Something's happening on the inside of them. They are different. They are cut out from the rest. Amen. No longer religious. Amen. We said, will you, will you have a, a church full of people? Or would you, uh, no, I would have, a, I would rather have, I would rather have people here that are hungry and on fire for the Lord than to have a church full of religious whatever. Very soon there's going to be a sign at the door, no religion allowed, no religious people allowed. Why do you say that? Because religion cannot give you the full. Religion is like bad breath. You don't know it, but the other person knows it. I mean, what I'm talking about. It, it's a stench. You cannot, in, you have to understand either God is who he said he was in the Bible or he's not. God's not the author of confusion. Are you with me? I said God's not the author of confusion. Somebody, some theologian said to me one day, tongues is of the devil. There's no such things as tongues. I said to him, you're late. There's over one billion people speaking in tongues. And by the way, this is what I got to say to you. I'm too far gone. Come on. I'm too far over my head. I don't know how to speak anything else. You don't know that that was the tongues that got me through life's difficulties when no one else could listen come on when no one else could understand when when the glory and the the power of god was too overwhelming upon my life nothing else could matter all that could come out was the devil doesn't even know what you're praying when you're praying tongues come on it's tongues of fire but that's not what the holy ghost is the holy ghost is not a language the holy ghost is a person but he comes to fill you to overflow so listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm saying. He said, he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. What was he actually talking about? He was talking about the day of Pentecost. Go with me now to Luke 24. Luke 24 from verse 52, I think. Luke 24 from verse 52. Listen. If you don't get this message today, I'm just telling you right now, for those that will make it in these last days, they're going to have to be on fire. Pastor, do you have scripture for that? Oh, yes, I've got scripture for everything. I'll show it to you. You have to catch fire. Even if you, well, uh, you have to catch fire. What, what, what do I mean when I say catch fire? Do I mean that you must, you must, you must go on like everybody else gone? No. Catching fire means there's something burning in your heart for Jesus. Your heart's burning for Jesus. Not for the world. Not for the things of the world. Your heart's burning for the things of Jesus. I know a lot of people, they're quiet, but their hearts are burning for Jesus. Amen. They, 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 they sold out for the things of God. You mean, you, mean I've got to, you mean I've got to jump like that? I've got to roll like that? Yeah. If you can contain the fire of God, good luck to you. Some people say, do I really have to fall? Yeah, if you can contain the power of God, then why do people fall? Because they can't stand. Let's not complicate things. Why do people laugh? Because they're happy. Why do people cry? Because they're sad. Are you with me? Why do people shake and roll around on the floor? Because they can't contain the presence of God. Are you with me? The Bible says, and when they worshipped him, they returned to Jerusalem with great what? With great what? Sadness? With great what? Sadness? With great what? Was their faces so long <laughs> that they could pick up the dirt like a scoppy? <laughs> hmm. 
He has made me glad. He has made me glad. I will rejoice for he has made me glad. <laughs> you come around, people. He has made me sad. He has made me sad. I will rejoice for he has made me sad. You come around some deacons. He has made me mad. He has made me mad. When the day of Pentecost came and people were filled with the Holy Ghost, they have made me mad. Religion hates freedom. Religion hates freedom. They hate people getting free. People can't raise their hands. People can't dance around. They can't shake. They can't whatever. A guy came in here and said to me, they don't do this at my church. I said, sit down. This is not your church. Are you with me? They don't do that in my church. This is not your church. I asked the pastor before the service. He actually said to me, it's okay. You know, I spoke to the pastor of this church because as an evangelist, I'm coming here for this whole week. I'm coming here this whole week as a revivalist. And I asked the pastor of this church because he's going to be preaching here Sunday morning again. So I asked him this morning. I said to him, listen, I'm going to be here this evening. Can I have revival in your church? The pastor of this church told me, come in. Somebody said, it's the same person. Yeah, you figured it out. You figured it out later. You know what I mean? <laughs> what are you talking about? Aren't you the same person? Yes, I asked the pastor of this church if I can come into his church for this week and have revival. He said, yes, go ahead. The people need it. They need to get touched. I said, thank you, sir. I'll do it. So don't come talk to me about, you know, there's no... I asked the pastor of this church, he gave me permission, and he said he'll be back on Sunday morning. He just said to me, he's taking a little break this whole week, but he, he released me to come this week and have Holy Ghost meetings where the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to burn and the outpouring of the Spirit is going to come on. Are you with me? So just leave him alone. He's on a break, he's on a vacation this week. Are you with me? And they worshipped him. And he returned to Jerusalem with great joy. Now go on to verse 53. Let's, let's keep it going. Let's keep it going. In actual fact, in actual fact, I'm so drunk. It's from verse 48. It's from verse 48. Sorry. I'm so intoxicated here. And the, he says, and you witnesses of these things, you witnesses of these things, behold, I send you the promise of my what? Upon my father, upon you. There it is. But tarry, somebody say tarry, in the city of Jerusalem until you get endued with, with power from on high. Listen, you cannot function without the Holy Ghost power. He said, listen, if he told the disciples... If he told the apostles that they have to wait until they get power. Today they send people in the ministry without power. I mean, we've got a lot of load shedding pastors today in the pulpit. They're just no power. They work for ESCOM. They don't work for the kingdom of God. I'll work for ESCOM. We've got many load shedding pastors and preachers today in the pulpit. There's no power. They are about to, in the name of, we'll pick it up next week. Dead, dead, dead religion. And there's people that needs to be blessed. There's people that needs to be delivered. There's people that needs to be healed. Come on, there's people that needs to be saved. And when they come to the church, the pastor's power is off. Amen. But I've kept the thing on charge whole week. Yeah, but it's off when you try to pray for somebody. The krach is off. 
Die ouds by die huis, wat die licht is nie aan nie. <laughs> is nou power? Are you with me? There's no power. But that's what the requirement is for the ministry. He said the requirement is you have to be endued with power. Holy Ghost power. Listen, this rules out everybody. You said I'm not a pastor. You said to me this morning, I'm not ordained. You don't have to be ordained. All you have to have is the Holy Ghost power on you. You have to have anointing on you. I'm telling you, in this church, there's more power here than in some pulpits. I'm telling you right now, there's men and women in this ministry, in this church, on the sound of my voice. They're more endued with power. And they will shake communities. They will shake nations. I'm just telling you. Are you with me? And one of the pastors tell me uh, on our trips, how do you raise a team up like that? Um, 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 we got the same Bible. What do you mean, how do you raise up a team like that? I mean, why is, why is all the people in your team, they're so on fire. They're so, you mean the people in your church, they're not? What are you, talk, what, what you talking about? Like it's some secret recipe. It's a gehempie. Some secret recipe to get people on fire. What are you talking about? There's no secret recipe. It has been the same Bible you reading is the same Bible I'm reading. Hallelujah. He said, wait until they are endued with power. Uh-uh. Um, how, how do you do it? What, what do you mean? How do I do it? What's the secret? Um, what do you mean? What do you Pastor, just let the Holy Ghost have his way in the church. Are you with me? Stop trying to control the Holy Ghost. Stop trying to tell the Holy Ghost when He can move and when He can't move. Stop trying to quench Him. Stop trying to take the Holy Ghost, put Him in a back room, then on the day of Pentecost, you let Him out for two hours, then the power goes off, and then He, then he can't even move in any case. The qualification for every believer, the pattern for the church, is a Holy Ghost and fire. That's what He said. He said it in Mark, Matthew 11, 3 verse 11. What did he say? He said, what did he say? What did he say in Matthew 3 verse 11? There's coming one after me. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. But there it is now. Now he's telling them, you must go wait. Now go with me to Acts 1 verse 8. If the church would operate like this, I'm telling you right now. Are you with me? Are you with me? I said if the church would operate like this, who knows what might happen? Who knows what might happen? Acts 1 verse 8. Acts 1 verse 8. Acts 1 verse 8. Handelinge 1 verse 8. The Bible says, but you shall receive power what after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses, both in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. The purpose of the Holy Ghost and the purpose of the fire come on you so that you can be a witness. Not only that you can have a good time, not only that you can laugh, not only that you can shake, not only that you can have a nice time in the river, but the purpose of the fire, the purpose of the Holy Ghost is that He makes you a witness. He makes you a soul winner. Listen, when you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you can't but tell people about the love of Jesus. When you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost, you cannot shut up. You cannot keep your mouth still. Even if you're at a party, you have to tell them about Jesus. Even if you're in the workplace, you have to tell them about the love of Jesus. Hallelujah. Even when you walk in the shopping malls, you have to tell them what He done for you. He can also do for them. 
Are you with me? That's what happens. When, and, and that's all that you need. All you need is, a, is a, listen, if you take care of God's business, God's going to take care of your business. Yes, people, yes, I just got a sense here. Yes, people, this morning, you trust in God for big things, but the Lord will have me tell you this, this today, if you take care of God's business, God's going to take care of your business. I'm just going to tell you that straight today. There's some people here, I feel by the Holy Ghost, you, you, you trust in God for breakthroughs, but it's like you barren. It's like you're stagnant in the things of the Lord. You, you, you're, not, you're, not, you're not letting people know. You're not letting, you're not letting the gifts operate. You're not letting things happen. And God's telling me to tell you today, if you just take care of God's business, if you just win two souls a day, if you just tell somebody about Jesus, God will revisit whatever you are trusting Him for. God will make it happen. Come on. You've got to be a witness. You've got to be on fire. Are you with me? Now go me to Acts chapter 2, from verse 1 and 4. Oh, I feel the fire this morning. I'm telling you, I'm feeling the fire of the Holy Ghost. I tell you, I felt like it last night. Or I felt the fire of the Holy Ghost on me. I'm telling you, I'm going to feel, I'm telling you this week, you, I'm, it's going to get heavier. Tonight's going to be explosive. Well, we're not even done with this morning. I'm telling you, in the next few minutes, something's going to rock up here. It's going to shake everything. It's going to be shaken. But I'm telling you something. Don't miss these days of the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Don't miss these days of glory. Somebody say, these are days of glory. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. The Bible says that when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were in one accord, in one place. And the Bible says, suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Go to verse 3. The Bible says in verse 3, now yeah, I'm talking about the fire this morning, but th that's what it was preparing you for. Because all they were doing... Now, you have, you have to understand, listen to me very carefully, you have to understand, the Bible says they actually started with 500 people. And that's the church for you today, that's the modern church for you today. They started with 500 people, but they only ended up with 120, because people were too in a hurry. Hurry makes you worry. Amen. You're too hurry for the curry. People are too in a hurry. They just, they want to rush everything. Amen. The chicken is burning. Let the chicken burn. Let the chicken burn. Rather than your, your heart's not burning. Amen. Who cares about the chicken? Let the chicken sacrifice itself and go die. Amen. Who cares about the chicken? Who cares about lunch? Smith Wigglesworth was so backslidden that he, because he was working all the time. You see, he was a plumber. Part of Cape Town here, they actually say it's a plumber. It's actually, it's a plumber. It's not plumber. The bee is silent. It's plumber. Amen. And um, he was so caught up in his work. Listen to this. That, he, that he, when he came home, his wife was just as him. Now, I'm telling you, if you're married... And there's two of the same people in the house. How many of you know? Die ding gaat She was a strong personality. So was he. And he, 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 he came home. He came home. And she told him. She, she met him out in the front porch. And she said to him, you backslidden. That's what she told him. She said to him, you have just decided to be a workaholic. You, you, in the plumbing, God's had a call on your life. He's baptized you with the Holy Ghost. And now you just, you, you, and you know what he did? He took her. And he, he, he took her and he, he said, this is my house. He took, her, he took her out of the house and he said, you can stay there. You don't tell me my own house. And he locked the door. And some women today would go and run to the police station or whatever and, and go to the to their moms or whatever, and try to complain, get the family involved and whatever. But she didn't do that. You know what she did? She started running, clapping her hands, praying in other tongues, and she ran around the house. 
He never abused her. He just put, he never, he never hit her. He just said, get out of my house because he was a strong person that like her. He never, he never would lift, he never would abuse his wife. And she ran around the house, praying in the Holy Ghost, singing in joy. And she came around to the back, back door where he was in the kitchen, making him something to eat. And she stood there and he opened up the door and he said to her, you're right. I am backsliding. I'm not spending time with God the way I'm supposed to do. And history tells us that man locked himself in his room. He told his wife, I have to be alone with God for three days. He never came out for three days. Never came out for three days. He locked himself in the room for three days. Never ate, never drank, never even went to the toilet. Yes, for three days she never saw him. She locked himself in that room and all she heard was groanings. All she heard was a crying out of a hungry man that needed to get his heart right with the Lord. Needed to get himself heart, he needed to get his heart right with the Lord. And he came out the third day when he came out of the room of fasting and prayer. She said she saw the glory of God on his face. She saw the beauty of the Spirit of God on his face. And that was the beginning of Smith Wigglesworth's ministry. 22 people raised from the dead, limbs growing. The fire of God, the fire of Pentecost taken to Australia. The fire of Pentecost taken to South Africa. The fire of Pentecost right across the world launched him in because somebody, somebody had to get into the inner closet and actually go and make right with God. The fire of the Holy Ghost started coming upon him. It just took him three days. Three days. Some of you, it might take you one day. Some of you, it might take you two days. Some of you, it might take you four days. Some of you, my God, it might take you this morning. It doesn't really matter. It's got nothing to do with the days. It just took him three days. He never went to work. Because, you know what? I'll tell you this right now. Don't even go. I'll tell you this. You you mean, Pastor, you you actually say this? I'm actually going to say this. Don't even go to work tomorrow if your heart's not right and burning for the things of God. So what's the use? Don't even get out of bed. Stay there. And let God marinate you. Let God put a fresh zeal and fire on you. Are you with me? The Bible says in verse 3, And they appeared unto them cloven tongues, like as of fire, and it sat on each of them. Hallelujah. I said it sat on, on each of them. And that was the fire that he was talking about in Matthew 3 verse 11. I will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You see, in John 20, the Bible says he blew on them and he said, receive the Holy Ghost. So they had an impartation of the Holy Ghost. How many of you remember that? That was salvation. They received the Holy Ghost. But that was not enough. Because even after they received the Holy Ghost, they still denied Him. They still ran away. But I tell you something. There's just something about Pentecost. Listen to me this morning. There's just something about Pentecost. There's just something about Pentecost. There's something special that happens at Pentecost that separates every believer from the rest. There's something that happens at Pentecost that when you get an impartation of the Holy Ghost and fire, listen to me, they try to, they try to quiet us Pentecostals down through the age, but they can't do it. You know why? Because the fire of God keeps burning. Listen to me, in every age and in every generation, the fire of the Holy Ghost will keep on burning. Listen to me, there's a generation and there's a breed that God is raising up in this hour. Listen to me very carefully. They might be the nobodies because the Lord told me this is the season of the underdogs. People might be looking down and you thinking, oh, you don't have, God's not looking at a title. God's looking at the anointing. God's looking at the fire that is placed on the inside of you. God's not interested in titles. Amen. God's not interested in whether you're an apostle, whether you're a prophet, whether you're a teacher, you're an evangelist. All you've got to do is be a Holy Ghost arsonist. All you've got to be is a Holy Ghost on fire believer. Listen to me. You'll shake nations. You'll shake people. 
Catherine Kuhlman was not even in the fivefold ministry. She called herself a handmaiden. That's what she called her. She wasn't known as evangelist Catherine Kuhlman. She wasn't known as teacher Catherine Kuhlman. All she was and all she called herself, because in those days, they wouldn't ordain women ministers. But you think she cared? Maria Woodworth Etta was not even known as an evangelist. Amy Simple McPherson was not. Amen. Arnold Roberts. Just Arnold Roberts. You don't hear Pastor Arnold Roberts. You don't hear all of these mighty men. William Branham. Prophet of the Lord he was, but never known as Prophet William Branham. Amen. William Branham would come to his meetings in a rundown truck. A rundown truck. Never had a Rolls Royce, just a rundown truck. But I tell you something, when he took the pulpit, halos would be seen upon his head and the word of the Lord would come because God's looking for people that are full of the fire, full of the seal of the Holy Ghost. God's not looking for the name brands. God's not looking for popular people. He's looking for people that will be sold out to the things of God. People that will say yes to the Lord. People that will say yes to the Lord. Are there any people in this place that say yes to the Holy Ghost? They're saying yes to the Holy Ghost. Listen, God will use you. God will baptize you today. God will put His fire on you. Are you with me? And the Bible says, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I go to verse 17. Because it's a prophecy. It's a prophecy. Well, actually... I think it's Acts chapter number 2 from verse 20. Acts 2. Acts 2, sorry, from verse 17. Acts 2, 17. I was right. The Bible says... He said, and it shall come to pass in the last day, saith God, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions and your old men shall dream dreams. And upon my servants and upon my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days my spirit and they shall prophesy. Hallelujah. Go to verse 19. The Bible says, they shall prophesy. I will show you wonders in the heaven and above the, and above and signs in the earth and beneath and blood and fire and vapor and smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon into blood before the great and notable day of the Lord will come. How many of you know this is the day and the hour of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. But just like it is the day and the hour of the Lord Jesus Christ, we didn't have time to play church. We didn't have time to get into strife. We didn't have time to get into contention. We didn't have time to become childish. We didn't have time to skip around here and skip around there. No, you have to stay stagnant in the things of the Lord, not being stagnant in your growth in the Lord. You have to stay steadfast, immovable in the Lord and say, now's the time where God's going to pour out His Spirit on all flesh. Come on, He's going to pour out His Spirit put it in the primary schools. He's going to pour out His Spirit in the, in, the, in the kindergartens. He's going to pour out His Spirit on the high schools, even upon the universities. I see those universities and those high schools been shaken by the mighty hand of God. I see in the workplaces, in the places of government, in the places where people least expect. I'm telling you right now, the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to burn, burn, burn in the, on the inside. Go me to Revelation, chapter number three. Because you thought I was talking nonsense, and I said to you, you're going to need the fire, or you're not going to make it. Revelations three from verse 18, or actually from verse 17. Revelations three from verse 17. He said, I, because you say I'm rich. I've increased with goods and need of nothing and knoweth not that thou art wretched, miserable, and poor, and blind, and naked. That's what God sees. If you think you don't need these things, that's what God actually sees. He says, I counsel thee to buy gold tried in the fire, that thou might be rich, and while raiment thou must be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with thy eyes slave, that you may see. But verse 19 says, as many as I love, 
I rebuke and chaste and be zealous therefore and repent. Go to verse 20. He says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sup with him and he with me. Many people use that as a salvation scripture, but actually it's not. He's talking to the church. I'm telling you something this morning. God's knocking at the door, the heart of your door this morning. The Lord Jesus is knocking and he wants to come in. He wants to sup with you. He wants to have fellowship with you. Hallelujah. He wants your heart to be on fire. I think in Revelation 3 verse 14, he says it. In Revelation 3 verse 14, if you go to Revelation 3 verse 14, that's actually where it's home. It's home. Go to verse 15. He says to the faithful and true witness, I know your works. There it is. You art neither hot or cold. I would rather have you cold or hot. You have to be hot. You have to be radically on fire. There has to be a heart. Some of you might have lost it because of situations, but today the Holy Ghost will actually give you the opportunity to come back in fire with Him. Come on. You have to set. There has to be a, there has to be a sacrifice. Listen, you have to be radically on fire. Only those, listen to me very carefully, only those that are on fire for the Lord will not be deceived in this, in this last hour. Because yes, they are even planning, as we're speaking right now, they are planning many other pandemics. They are, they are planning even more sicknesses. Oh yes, even, even things in the weather patterns will change. Oh yes, there, there will be calamities where, where weather patterns will be broken and weather patterns and, and storms and disasters will come in. Because he said, you will, you will hear Famines and pestilence and wars and rumors of wars. Oh yes, they even try to try to fight with other nations at this moment. The the times of the day is getting wicked, but the the church that is on fire will not bow. The church that's on fire will stand through all of these things and win as many souls and shall be blessed and shall be blessed. You have to be on fire. You have to catch fire. For if you do not catch fire, if you do not catch the anointing, you will be easily deceived. Oh yes, you will be easily deceived because he said that even the very elect will be deceived. And so you will be deceived. What keeps away every deception is that anointing. What keeps every deception away is the encounter with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Therefore, you must keep your heart burning. You must keep your heart burning. Come on, stand with me. Stand with me. You must keep your heart burning. Raise your hands to heaven. Raise your hands to heaven. I said you must keep your heart burning. There's a fire of the Holy Ghost. There's a, there's, a, there's a zeal on the inside of you that has to come out this morning. Hallelujah! Oremando, cabrema soco repa casica, lebromo seta ramahaya rabaseco, leborena maseca ranana enda. Come on, raise your hands, raise your expectation. The fire of the Holy Ghost is going to fall. I said, the fire of the Holy Ghost is going to fall. The fire of the Holy Ghost is going to fall. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now listen, listen very quickly. Listen, look at me quickly, look at me quickly. I have time. I have to go run to the other church. But we're going to make time here. Amen? Is that okay? And tonight, we're going to continue. Don't miss out. Going to, the confidence is going to be powerful. Listen, don't be mediocre. Don't miss out on these days. Amen? Even if you just come one night or two nights, come to, to at least. I mean, we would love to have you every night. But don't miss out. These are days of glory. These are days of the outpouring of the Spirit. Come get a touch. Come get a fresh touch. How's God actually going to revive that thing in you if you're not in His presence? Can a fish ever grow with not being in water? Imagine you take a fish and you put him in the desert, and now you try to put him on a Sunday, you try to put him in the, in the water. He's going to die. Amen. You take a camel, you put him underwater, and you take him out. You understand? Because, because what that thing needs is a, an environment. A Holy Ghost, spiritful believer needs the fire. It needs the presence of God. 
So today, listen, I don't have time to waste. Today, if you know, you just need a touch. You need, you, there's something that needs to be revived. Listen to me. These are the greatest hours. I'm going to say this to you boldly. The church is in need of you. Forget about, oh, I'm going through problems. Who doesn't have problems? Smith Wigglesworth had gallstones and he actually urinated it out. He was struggling, but yet he was raising people from the dead with gallstones. Laying hands on the sick. Catherine Kuhlman was a divorced lady preaching the gospel. Are you with me? A. Allen had an alcoholic addiction. Joseph had his problems. Jacob was a supplanter, deceiver, but he had an encounter with God and everything changed. I don't care what your excuse is here. Don't, don't tell me there's an excuse because the Holy Ghost can take care of it. If you give the Holy Ghost a chance this morning, you'll bypass all of that things. But if there's one thing you have to do is get your heart on fire again. So I want to invite you. Come. I want to lay hands on people here this morning. We're, we're going to start. Come. You want, your, you want things to get radically on fire again? I want you to come quickly. Come. Come. I don't care who you are, even if you're a leader. If you want, ah, come, 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 come. Come get the fire. Raise your hands. Raise your hands. Raise your hands to heaven. Come get the fire. Come get the fire. I want your fire. Lord, 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 I want your fire. You know what they tell me about a man? I, I've shared it here many a times. I've shared it here many times. A Welsh revivalist by the name of Evan Roberts. God bless his soul. He cried out to the Lord. You know the man, William Seymour, the African-American preacher at the Azusa Street Revival. That's where all of these Pentecostal denominations actually came out of Azusa Street Revival in the 19, early 19th century. And that one-eyed African-American, he came out of Bible school, filled with the fire. But this is what he prayed. He, he, I'm telling you, God will not bypass hungry people. God will not bypass thirsty people. He'll not bypass you. He'll, he will not bypass you. Listen to me. He will move over a thousand people just to get to that one hungry person. He will move over 10,000 people. I don't care if there's a million people in the auditorium. God will move over that million people to get to that one hungry person. You can be sitting right at the back, but God will bring you to the front. God will bring you to the front. And this is what he prayed. That African-American preacher prayed. He said, dip me in the kerosene of your fire. He said, and set me ablaze and let other people watch me burn for you. Burn for you. Burn for you. Burn for you. That's what he wants to do. He wants to set you ablaze. He wants, listen to me. One touch this morning. Listen to me. One touch this morning. And God eradicates everything. God eradicates. The fire of God burns it out. The fire of the Holy Ghost burns it out today. The fire of God burns it out, burns it out, burns it out. Fire in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire in the name of Jesus. Fire. And don't be in a hurry to get up. Don't be in a hurry to get up. Just as you go down, let the Holy Spirit operate on you. Let Him, let him operate on you. Let Him operate on you. Let Him operate on you. Fire. Him do a change in you. Fire! It's not over. Fire. Your greatest days are still ahead. Fire! Oh, yes. The call. The call of God. The call of God. The call of God. The call of God is more important. And God's got the fire on you today. He puts the fire on you today. Yes, 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 yes. Fire! Fire! God marinates you. Fire! Fire. The anointing is heavier. Fire. Fire. Fire of God. The greatest days are ahead of you. Ahead of you. The fire of God comes. The fire of the Holy Ghost. 
The fire of God. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire. Fire. Fire of God. The fire of the Holy Ghost. Are you coming for prayer? Come. The fear from God. The fire of God. Fire of God. Fire. Watch here. Fire. 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 Yeah. Fire. Fire. Holy Ghost. Fire. Yes. Fire. 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 Now just let God do what He needs to do. Let Him do. Let Him do. For the rest of you, just raise your hands. Just raise your hands. And receive the impartation. This is just the first wave. It's just the first wave of the Holy Ghost. I want you to, I want those of you that are still in your, in your seats, I want you to put your hands on your heart. And say, Lord. Yes. 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 God will even use you greater than ever before. These are not the days to hold back. These are not the days to hold back, but these are the days I hear the Lord saying to even strengthen and go further and go further and go further. These are not the days to hold back for, 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 for that which I will do with you in your latter days will be greater than that in your former days. Yeah. Now put your hands on your heart and just ask the Holy Ghost to rekindle, to rekindle. Come on, rekindle, rekindle, rekindle the flame, the zeal, the fire. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. You, you don't want to miss tonight. Tonight we're going to have more time and we're going to flow. And I'm telling you, it's going to be epic. It's going to be a Holy Ghost. I'm telling you. If I was you, don't miss tonight. Don't miss tonight. Come full of expectation. Come full of the fire. Come full of the zeal. Well, let's just sing a song. Let's just sing a song and then we're going to take communion. Raise your hands. And the Holy Ghost is still moving, by the way. He's still touching people. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Mighty river flowing. It's a mighty river flowing. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Oh, hallelujah. Holy Spirit, you Until every heart has known